It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Steve Kerr kind of clears the air as far as lip-reading gate, I guess we'll call it. A lot of action around the league. That could affect the Warriors. All that coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's going on? Another random Tuesday in the NBA season. Warriors have, what, 16 games left. We're getting closer and closer to the playoffs, closer to the time that they need to figure it out. We'll get into that in just a second. One of the first things I wanted to say is, you know, the NBA is the best league, period. No question. As far as on-court action, off-court action, everything. But it really gets hammered home when other leagues have their important times of the year. Like right now, NFL free agency is going on. And it's been okay. There's been some good news, a little little bit of drama here or there, money flying around, etc., But it doesn't hold a candle to NBA free agency. It's not even close. You know, like NFL free agency has been all right. It's been fine. NBA free agency is a goddamn madhouse. Everything, it's chaos. NFL free agency is kind of standard, kind of cut and dry. Is that the saying? Or is it cut and drag? I don't know. Either way, NFL free agency is meh. Just a quick reminder that the NBA is hands down the best professional sports uh, association, league, whatever, in the entire world. Moving on to the Warriors. Steve Kerr, as we all know, lip-reading gate, and he's sick of Draymond's and Draymond's probably sick of his and everyone's tired of KD's and Clay's tired of the fans' But that's just how it goes during an 82-game season. So Steve Kerr was interviewed yesterday, obviously, during a shoot-around. And he was asked not just about the Draymond stuff, which we'll get into, uh, because you kind of figure out what Steve Kerr's talking about. And it's not just regarding Draymond. It kind of involves the entire team. So first, I just want to get into something Steve Kerr said yesterday when he was asked about just the maintenance of the team this year. Has there been more off-court maintenance this season than before? Uh, I think this year actually reminds me a lot of, of last year. Uh, I think it's similar. I think uh, and if you look historically at any team trying to win you know, multiple titles in a row, uh, get to the finals year after year, um, there's, a, there's a different vibe. Um, and 
as you go, the journey gets harder and there's uh, more adversity. And uh, we saw it at the end of last year quite a bit. Um, we were able to pull things together and win the title. Uh, we're seeing plenty of adversity this year. And, and uh, you know, I, I tell the players every year, you know, there's a reason you pour champagne on each other uh, when it's all said and done because it is hard. It is a difficult thing that we're trying to accomplish. And, uh, and it just uh, it, it's, it gets more difficult as you go, um, just based on circumstances. So, um, you know, we're, we've got our work cut out for us, but uh, we're still confident because of our track record, because of the banners that we've hung. We're very confident that we can do this again, but it's not easy. Stay within that context. How do you look at this upcoming week's worth of games, given the opponent and back-to-back San Antonio? Yeah, some really tough, tough games, tough schedule. Um, I kind of like getting out on the road right now. I think it's uh, a good time for that, and uh, you know, we will uh, we'll see how we do. It's not going to determine the fate of our season, but uh, we need to uh, connect better um, and put some momentum together game after game and it'd be a good place to start. You like being on the road just because of the quality time you guys yeah, have together? just the time together and, and uh, camaraderie. And, uh, so I think it'll be a good chance for us to pull together. There is Steve Kerr just on some of the turmoil, I guess you could say, uh, throughout the team, throughout this rough stretch where they're four and six in their last 10. Or is it four and seven in the last 11? I can't even keep counting anymore. Uh, but here's another thing. The NBA has got to figure out a way to, can we do these, these media availabilities in like a quiet room, not on the court where people are still dribbling and there's the echo and the music and, you know, now I sound like an old, old man with the echoes and the music and the dribbling and the, 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 the yelling, you know, it's so hard to hear. Uh, no, uh, but come on, come on, help us out a little bit. Anyway, Steve Kerr talked about what's going on right now with the team, and he thinks it's a good time for them to get out on the road and get out of the comforts of home. And the audio got cut off there at the end. Steve Kerr, the next question was about, you know, fans' obligations to be loud and and, uh, locked in, you know, kind of referring to what Clay was talking about, which, again, I, I don't know why Clay said that, especially after one of their worst games, worst loss of the year. But Steve, you know, being Steve was just like, look, yeah, sure. If, if we play better, they'll be more engaged. But also, I'm sure they were more excited about, you know, a random game against the Suns five years ago than they are now. So give and take, blah, 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 whatever. But when it comes to Draymond and the uh, the lip reading that we saw and Steve Kerr being tired of his, uh, his bleep, uh, it came out basically that Steve Kerr kind of thinks they all complain to the officials too much. And it's not just Draymond, but I'm sure we all can see with our own two eyes that Draymond is uh, the the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to complaining to officials. Uh, that they're putting a lot of energy in that, and Steve Kerr would rather them just play basketball. Stop fouling, you know? How about that? You stop fouling, you won't have to complain as much. But on the other end, there's also been minor reports of, well, they want uh, Steve Kerr and the coaching staff to have their back more when it comes to complaining to officials. It's all, buh. Just play better. Coach better. Be better. 
Be as good as the talent that you have, please. I think that's what that comes down to, honestly. That's just my opinion. Uh, But Steve, talking about needing to get out on the road, they got a tough road trip coming up with Houston, uh, OKC, San Antonio, and Minnesota. Maybe this is what can get them locked in. The fact they're away from home, playing good teams, and knowing that they can't go out and and you know play the way they have. But we will see. So far, what we've got is Steve Kerr saying it's not as bad as last year. Stop complaining to the refs. Fans be more excited. And let's go on the road. There you go. A lot more things happening throughout the NBA. A fight. An almost fight. A couple of fines, couple of suspensions, a whole lot of things going down. A a two-way player getting signed. All of it kind of relating back to the Warriors. We're going to talk about all that coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Microsoft Surface and Teams. At CDW, we get the future of remote meetings works differently. Oh. Going right from launch directly into a meeting, that could be awkward. But with Microsoft Surface devices with Teams orchestrated by CDW, the future works better. Touchscreen voice capabilities keep Teams engaged and productive, enabling you to always collaborate with confidence. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining. Psst, you have a spinach in your teeth. Thanks for the tip, man. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash surface. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Uh, Slow Tuesday in the world of the Warriors. They are, I'm pretty sure they're in Houston right now, uh, getting ready for tomorrow's game. Not much came out from today's availability, if there was any, even. Uh, It's been a slow one. But it was not slow in the world of the NBA last night and today. Let's, uh, you know what, we'll start with Russell Westbrook and the Utah Jazz fan and the Oklahoma City Thunder and all that good stuff. So last night during OKC's win over the Utah Jazz, there was video of Russ uh, cussing out a fan, calling out a fan, saying that he would uh, go up there uh, and the fan up and the fan's wife and I'm probably not doing complete justice to this story but the sound of Westbrook and then the sound of the fan interview after the game uh it doesn't deserve deserve to be listened to um basically the fan tried to say like oh I was just saying you know ice your knees or something uh which was complete bs you know it was pretty obvious uh the fan was out of line But at the same time, Westbrook was out of line with what he said. And so today, uh, obviously all the Twitter uh, detectives went and found this guy's Twitter 
and he's pretty racist. I mean, he's just a racist guy from Utah, but there's nothing else to say. So the idea that he didn't say anything offensive uh, was ridiculous. And the idea that, I mean, even when he did, he did like a post-game interview, which was stupid on his part. But he did an interview after the game like, I didn't say anything. You know, I just told him to ice his knees, which was, you could tell, was BS uh, from the jump. So, anyways, like I said, the Twitter detectives go find a bunch of racist stuff about Russell Westbrook on his Twitter. Um, And so you have, you know, battling uh, different stories from Westbrook and from the fan. But Westbrook's story was the one that was obviously true. And it's been... uh, confirmed by other fans that were there and by, I think Patrick Patterson was the the teammate that was sitting next to him. Um, so that fan has now been banned from whatever the Utah jazz arena and Westbrook was fined $25,000, which I understand people that say Westbrook shouldn't have been punished at all, but you can't, you just can't go as far as he did. You know, there's there's other protocols to handle the situation. And uh, the one, the main thing he said that he would, you know, mess this guy up and his wife. I mean, that's obviously where you have to draw the line, regardless of what was said. And uh, I know it's like, I don't know how I would react in that moment. Uh, maybe it's the exact same way West, West, Westbrook did. Uh, but either way. You know, he got fined, and I think that's the right call because the way I look at it, which is a similar situation that happened last night in the Cleveland Cavs-Toronto Raptors game, uh, someone throws like a full-court pass to Abaka, who's being guarded by Marquise Chris. They both go up for it, and it gets deflected, goes out of bounds, and Abaka goes to the ground, and Marquise Chris stares him down. Uh, nothing was stare-down worthy out of it, but... It was also pretty tame, like didn't really matter. And Abaka gets up, grabs him by the throat, slams him up against the hoop and, you know, throws a punch and Marquise Chris throws a punch. And it came out today that Abaka got three games and Chris got one, which is ridiculous. I mean, what is what do you expect Chris to do in that situation? But that's the letter of the law. And it's kind of the same thing with uh, Russell Westbrook in that situation. Uh, even though he was baited into it and, you know, got... Uh, you know, had some pretty disgusting things said to him. You just can't react that way. And Marquis Chris, you know, what was he supposed to do in that situation? Throw his hands to the side and, and, you know, let Serge Ibaka choke him and hopefully then he wouldn't get a game. So it's, it's a tough situation, but we've heard from Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, a bunch of other players that Utah is, you know, one of the most openly racist arenas that they play in. And uh, I don't know, something's got to change there. Donovan Mitchell came out with a uh, statement today and it kind of spoke to me, to Utah, and it spoke to fandom as well because the main thing he said was, you know, if you guys act this way, we're not going to be able to get players to come here to play in Utah. And so he had to appeal to their fandom more so than just their uh, outright humanity, knowing that pleading to treat other humans like human beings uh, with, you know, some racist fans. It might just be a few of them that ruin it for everyone. But the bottom line is there's been a history of it in Utah. Uh, He knew that pleading with them about their fandom in the team that, hey, maybe if you're not outwardly racist, we might be able to get a free agent to come here. And not so much like, hey, let's treat other humans like human beings. 
which I don't know, speaks to Utah, speaks to fandom. And it's pretty sad, pretty sad to hear and see. Um, I don't know, man. It was just a bad situation, bad situation in Utah, bad situation with Cleveland and Toronto. But I want to get back to the Cleveland Toronto thing because it's kind of weird. I know I've heard that the NBA is just so against fighting and they really want to get rid of it. And they've done a great job since, you know, the early 90s and late 80s and stuff where it was just punches being thrown all the time. You know, fighting was just part of it. But, dude, Serge Ibaka was way out of control last night. For him to react the way he did and only get three games, that doesn't deter anything, if you ask me. Uh, The Chris paul Rajon Rondo fight earlier this year where, what, they got four, three, four games, whatever it was. I know it was too short. That doesn't deter anything either. If I really had beef with someone, knowing it'd be a three-game suspension, I'm throwing hands at the tip-off. If I'm tipping off against someone I hate, I'm I'm going hockey style. We're fighting immediately. So I don't know. I, I feel like if it really is a goal to get rid of fighting 100%, you gotta be you gotta be a little more. Uh, harsher than than three games for Serge Ibaka because that was ridiculous. Last night was absolutely ridiculous on his part. But he got three games. Marquise Chris got one. That's how it goes. It's funny. We've never seen for all the... What's it called? All the trash talking and grimacing and yelling and arguing with refs and stuff and fans that we see out of Draymond and Russell Westbrook and Boogie and those types. Uh, I think Steph's been in more fights than all of them. Like, we've never seen any of them get into anything on the court, you know, but Mr. Professional Quiet Steph Curry's been in more uh, fracases and scuffles and fights than any of them. It's pretty funny. I don't know. Just a just a thought that I had. But anyways, not that any of that matters. Moving on. One last thing that happened today that kind of speaks to the Warriors and Bob Myers. And I won't call it a failure because they still have a chance to win the title. If they win the title, you don't fail at anything, man. But right now, the fact is they lost Pat McCaw. They couldn't get a center on the buyout market or sign one in free agency. The centers that they decided to go with have underperformed. Signed Alfonso McKinney over Daniel House when they had the ability to sign both of them and keep McCaw. They drafted Jacob Evans. It's been a failure putting this this team together this year, I think. Outside of the top seven, top six, really. I mean, I guess you could throw Looney in there at seven, Sean, when he's on. But for the most part, man, that that eight through 15 is a failure. Jacob Evans giving you nothing. Alfonso McKinney is a fine find, but he's not enough to put you over the top. Picking McKinney over Daniel House. I thought Daniel House was the leader in the clubhouse. Uh, going into the season, McKinney outperformed him, but at the same time, you completely lost Daniel House. You couldn't even keep keep him within Santa Cruz. You didn't give him a two-way. Uh, 
And the reason why I bring all this up is because Daniel House got his two-way converted to a rest-of-the-season deal with Houston. And who knows, maybe he comes up and doesn't play as well as he did initially, but he was playing really well for them. And he's someone that could have helped the Warriors. But instead, you know, you're bringing in Andrew Bogut from Australia, who, again, who knows, maybe he plays great. But for all the talk of the genius of Bob Myers, this year hasn't been a good one. It just hasn't. Jarebko started out fine. It's fallen off. McKinney, same thing. Quinn Cook just can't find the court. That might be a Steve Kerr thing. Sean and Andre, look, Andre's actually had a really good year, but at a certain point, you have to factor in their decline and their age. Uh, Jacob Evans can't find the court. Damian Jones, before he was injured, wasn't even playing that great. I mean, he was a big body, though, that they needed. But once he got hurt, nothing you could do. Jordan Bell, you know, the guy we all thought might be starting for this team. Nothing. So it's, I, I don't know. Hopefully they find it in the playoffs once they, you know, kind of tape down the rotations down to eight or nine players, but it's been ugly. And the reason why I bring it up, like I said, Daniel House just got signed for the rest of the year by Houston and could be a nice piece for him. He was earlier in the year. I know that. So anyways, maybe none of it matters because like I said, if you win another championship, it's not a failure. It's the greatest success you can have. So we'll see what happens. Going to take one last break, come back. Wrap this thing up for the day. This is Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. Just wrapping this thing up for the day. Going to give you some league pass picks for tonight. Should be a good night of games. Got seven games on the schedule. And... Some good ones, some clunkers. Like, I mean, we got, you know, Sixers, Cavaliers, Knicks, Pacers, Lakers, Bulls, Bucks, Pelicans, Spurs, Mavs. All should be blowouts. All kind of lopsided, at least, when you look at the teams that are playing. So that leaves us with Nuggets, T-Wolves, which could be a blowout as well. But the T-Wolves, you know, it just depends. If, If a guy like Towns goes off, they can make it a game. The main one, though, Trailblazers, Clippers. Should be a fun one. Obviously, uh, Blazers are solid, well in the playoff race at the five seed. They're actually tied with OKC uh, right now, who are the four seed, but OKC has the tiebreaker. And then Clippers, firmly in the eight seed, but tied with San Antonio 
and Utah, who both have the tiebreakers there as well. So, like I said earlier, man, it's going to be interesting to see how this thing shakes out, uh, you know, three through seven in the playoffs. And tonight's game between Portland and the Clippers could have major ramifications. I mean, if LA, if the Clippers win tonight and, you know, San Antonio loses, they could jump up to, I don't know, the fifth seed. I don't know. We'll have to see with all the tiebreakers that come into play and all that. But as far as just entertainment goes, too, those are two exciting teams, two fun teams I like to watch. Really like what the Clippers have done in rebuilding. And the Blazers, man, they don't scare me, but, like, Nurkic is good. And they've built a nice bench with a bunch of 6869 wings. Like, they're, they're intriguing to me. So check that game out. Enjoy. And come back tomorrow for more Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth. Right. You got to go over the rough spots. Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowle. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.